Join me in this video as I interview Doreen Virtue, how she escaped from New Age occultic practices to Christianity. Let's talk about it here on All Things Theology. All Things Theology, All Things Theology, we chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God, hallowed because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Doreen, thank you for uh, coming on All Things Theology podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on, and I'm sure my listeners will enjoy uh, you coming on. So I, I just want to open up just saying thank you for coming on. Thank you, Chris. It's an honor to be with you and your listeners. Yeah. So you came out of New Age theology. Before we get into the um, particulars of what New Age, so how about you, you share your testimony? I've heard your testimony, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. man, it's a... It, it it was it was one of those eye opening things. Just like man, look at the Lord working. Look at him still yeah. saving today. Uh, so why don't you bless my listeners with, uh, yeah, your testimony? So I was born and raised in the false gospel Christian Science Church, which mm. is neo gnosticism, saying that matter is unreal mm. and that only spirit is real. And they they camped on Genesis one twenty six that we're made in the image and likeness of God. And, and skipped over Genesis 3 about the fall. And this female prophetess named Mary Baker Eddy said that she was the comforter that Jesus said was that he was sending. And so it was just a shocking heresy. But my, grand, my mother was a Christian science practitioner. She was basically the pastor of our church. They call it a reader. She was at the pulpit. And my grandmother was one and my great-grandmother. So I came from this long line of being raised in this deception. And I thought that I was a Christian this whole time. My mom told me and my brother that we were Christians. I was given a King James Bible as a child. We were assigned reading, but it was cherry picked. Mm -hmm. And we went to church twice a week, Sunday, and then the Wednesday night testimonial meeting. Our whole life was Christian science. I went to Christian science church camp uh, at, at summers. And then uh, in adulthood, I went to Chapman University and earned a BA and an MA in counseling psychology. And I basically started teaching my psychology patients Christian science, which is all about uh, like the word of faith, use your mind to create your health. We weren't prosperity gospel, but we were uh, definitely that your thoughts create your reality in terms of your health and don't think anything negative because you'll manifest a, an illness or an injury or disease. And from there, I was published by um, HarperCollins and, and also Bantam with books about my psychological practice. And that led to an invitation to be a speaker at the Whole Life Expo, which was a touring band of new age teachers we'd go to different cities in north america and go to the convention center there'd be booths in the convention center floor selling things that were new age like crystals and and even copper pyramids to put on your head and they would be demonstration as a yoga and in between these speeches i would walk on that floor and i would just because i'm a born researcher i would interview casually these different booth operators they became my friends and they taught me the new age teachings and i started to get involved with chakra clearing and using crystals in idolatrous ways and essential oils in idolatrous ways and also um, just psychic development classes and all these things i had always had um, 
basically spiritual warfare during my life as a child it seen things and experienced things that were supernatural. I know that now they were demonic. Um, but in the new age, they, they kind of explained that, you know, what was going on and they made me feel special hmm. for basically having spiritual warfare. And the more I learned, the more I started to teach other people about chakra clearing and all this, you know, angels unbiblically. Um, and I soon, because I was prolific, I think I wrote something like 78, different products in 38 languages during the 20 some odd years I was in the New Age. And I became one of the top selling New Age authors. I was on Oprah, Donahue, CNN, The View, uh, all, all these different programs. I was being toured with my husband around the world first class. Mm. I'm talking like Emirates jet first class, staying in Four Seasons and the Ritz Carlton, limos everywhere. The money was rolling in, but I was spending more than I was making. Um, because the devil was kind of like making me an indentured servant to him. And um, by the time, right before we were saved, my husband and I had, we were buying a 50-acre ranch on the big island of Hawaii. And it seemed like I had everything. I mean, it seemed like I had the career, the place to live, the friends, the health, everything. But I was still looking, I was still seeking. And I, because I identified as a Christian, I listened to Christian radio all most of my life i listened to um the calvary chapel radio in the 90s when chuck smith was alive i listened to him every day I even called in uh why i didn't go to his church i don't know but i didn't uh and then i listened to alistair Begg um, a lot on christian satellite network you can hear it in hawaii and 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 yet i because i was taught your thoughts create your reality chris and I would hear the gospel and I would think, oh, that's so negative that I'm not a sinner. I'm made in the image and likeness of God. You might be a sinner, but I'm not. And, and this, this Christian science and New Age taught that the crucifixion was an appropriation of Sumerian, Egyptian, Babylonian myths, and that Jesus really didn't die. And why would he die for our sins if we're not sinners? So the gospel was foolishness to me. I was perishing. And, and, and this one day, January of 2015, when I was listening to Alistair Begg while driving, I heard him talk the, this expository sermon on 2 Timothy 4 about in the end times, uh, you people will want their itching ears tickled by false doctrine and false teachers. And Chris, he, Alistair Begg described what a false teacher was, and it was the first time consciously that I can remember the Holy Spirit convicting my heart. Because right there while I was driving, I thought, oh, he's describing me. I'm a false teacher. It was such a realization. So when I got home, I said to Michael, you know what? I, I've listened to this show. I really want to learn more. I, I want us to go, if we could, to a real church, like a Christian church. We had been going to New Age churches, like Unity and Religious Science and, you know, just these false churches. I said, Michael, let's go to a real church. He said, fine, let's, let's go. He had been raised Methodist, so he had a background in Christianity. And so that began the, the scramble of church shopping, <laughs> trying to find a sound church when you don't know the Bible yet. <laughs> so that was interesting. We started at a four-square Pentecostal church and went to very, we went to Seventh-day Adventist, you know, all these different places. Finally ended up for two years at an Episcopalian church, which is Catholic light, where we prayed to saints and... Um, you know, the priest was gay. Hmm. Um, the other priest was a woman. It was 
very unbiblical. But it was while I was there that I, that it was like Second Corinthians. It was like the Holy Spirit lifted the veil in the gospel. And it wasn't anything they said. It was while I was at church, January 7th, 2017, the gospel just got unveiled to me. It was there all along in me. And, and I just finally understood. It just came to me that Jesus really is the son of God who really did die for our sins. Mm-hmm. And the Bible really is God's word that's un- infallible and, and all sufficient. And the, the fourth realization I had that day was I needed to get out of the new age. And I didn't know what that would look like. And it was scary because it was my whole life. My children worked for me in my new age practice. Um, I had, you know, like I said, I was one of the top selling new age authors in the world. And I thought, how do I get out of this? And my husband was such an encouragement. He said, just quit, just quit. But it, it, it took a, it took a while because I wasn't saved at that moment, even though I realized the, the gospel because I still didn't see myself as a sinner hmm. until I started reading the Bible. And, and this was about September of 2017. I got to Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. I was reading the whole Bible in, you know, from front to back and Deuteronomy 18, 12, for those who are not familiar is God speaking through Moses to the Israelites as they're about to cross the Jordan river into Canaan and and God's saying, do not be like the Canaanites. Do not burn your sons in the fire. And do not be like the Canaanites. Do not practice divination. Well, I was practicing divination. I was teaching it. I had divination products, tarot cards with angels on them, but they're tarot nonetheless. He said, do not do not practice mediumship. Well, I was doing mediumship and teaching it to others and writing about it. Do not interpret signs and omens. I had a book called Angel Signs. I taught that all the time about angel numbers and and such and and then the kicker was that that broke me and finally led to my salvation is where god said anyone who practices these these things is an abomination to me and i was floored because up until that time people told me my new age work was helping them comforting them they would say oh you must be an angel yourself you must be a goddess and i was really narcissistic and prideful because of being built up so much and 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 when I read I was an abomination to God, I I had to keep. I was like, what? I'm an abomination. I'm helping you, God. I'm doing your work. I'm look at these people. I'm helping. I'm an abomination to you. I I I believed it right away. I wasn't arguing with God, but I was shocked. So I literally got on my knees, crying, saying, "I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. Please, Lord." forgive me, take over my life. I obviously don't know what I'm doing. Please help me. And um, that's when I left the new age. Before then, between the time of January 2017, when I thought I thought I saw a vision of Jesus on that day too. Which, and I, I realized because I had good counsel from good godly brothers in Christ, like uh, Justin Peters helped me, Chris Rosebro, Warren Smith, Mark Baker, I, you know, some really good counselor discipling me. And I saw that that was a false vision of Jesus. But I, it was like a spiritual warfare moment because I got the gospel revealed to me. But at the same time, it was like Satan going, no, 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 we want you to have visions still. And I, even for a while, I thought I could be a prophetess at Bethel. I was, I was seriously, I was going to take Jennifer LeClaire's class on becoming a certified prophetess. 
for a while. And it was really being immersed in the Bible every day. I read the Bible every single day without fail. And, and watching a ton of Chris Rosebro and Justin Peter videos. And then I joined this group online called the NAR Heresy Recovery Group. And I learned, you know, you don't follow Todd White. I didn't know that, but they, I had to be clearly told who not to follow. That's why I don't mind when people say to me, I'm a heresy hunter because I, I name names. Jesus named names. Mm -hmm. Paul named names, you know. And so anyway, the, the point is that um, in September of 2017 was when I was saved, and then everything changed in my life. Uh, my publisher fired me. Uh, I'd been with them for 20-some-odd years. People started hating on me, Chris, like you wouldn't even believe. This whole crowd that said they were love and light the day before and that I was a goddess or an angel, all of a sudden they're cussing at me. I'm getting threats. My children are getting threats. Um, and I lost my job. I mean, it was so much hatred coming at me. I, I was, I didn't know how to handle it. So, we uh, we gave back the ranch in Hawaii to the people we were buying it from, the owners, and we had my parents with me. I was their caretaker. Um, they've they've since passed on, but I was their caretaker for seven years. So we had to find a place somehow that we could afford, that we could take care of them. So we moved to. Um, the Pacific Northwest, where it was better taxes and you know less expensive and and such, and and my husband got a great job that he loves, praise the Lord. So you know things have worked out that way. And then I went to seminary because I had been reading the Bible my whole life, but I didn't know the Bible. And I just want to say something. I was raised in a King James only church, and I and one of the traps that people get into when they leave the new age is that oh you can't read anything but king james because these other versions look they have missing verses look they have added verses look they're the new age bibles and that's just not true at all this i'm sure you've talked about this on your channel the whole textus receptus history and and i'm glad i didn't fall into that trap because i'd come out of the king james version only only as movement and here's an example of how that affected me because you, you who can understand the old English? I mean, I couldn't as a child, certainly. And in the in the King James Version condemns necromancy, right? And even Mary Baker Eddy in Christian Science condemns necromancy. But look at what happened. I became a necromancer because mm -hmm. I didn't know what that word meant because it's it's such an archaic word. If they had said mediumship, I'd like to think that I could have avoided that. But anyway, so... I read the ESV or the NASB or the LSB or the CSB, and I, I still read the King James Version if it's something poetic like Psalm 22. You know, I love it in that. But our NKJV, I'm currently reading um, and enjoying that. But I, I think there's a case to be made for a clear, clear English in the translations of the Bible, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I definitely yeah. uh, agree. Uh, I, one of the things about your testimony that definitely blesses me just uh i love alistair Begg. uh just enjoy listening to his sermons just his his clarity of word and and, and that's that's what seems that was really convicting you just the the clear biblical yeah. teaching right and that's what i that's you know what i try to model on the channel and tell people look just the 
the clarity of God's word can bring conviction, right? And and the Lord just he used something as foolish as Christian radio, right, to yeah. help open your eyes. Uh, I, interesting thing. So while you were so you were uh, kind of having your eyes open, right? But you were still going through these churches uh, that were. Um, but, you know, they weren't new age, right? They weren't Christian science. But question I had was, did they know you were uh, into new age theology? And if so, were they calling that out? Oh, that's a great question. Well, the one we landed in the longest was the Episcopalian Church. And I want to say I love everyone there. I'm not putting them down. But it was a challenging environment as a new Christian because the the priest sent me to a spiritual director, which is supposed to be like a Christian counselor. And it was a woman priest who basically told me that what I was doing in the New Age was fine. She said that mm. she pointed to the crystals on her mantle. Now, I want to say that I know there's crystals in the Bible. God, I know God made them. There's crystals from Genesis to Revelation, got that. But in the New Age, it's idolatry of crystals. You think they have special powers apart from God. And, and so she said it was fine to use those. She said it was fine to use my cards. So I wasn't confronted. Like I, I needed to be told, no, that's a sin. That's, you know, this and this and this. It wasn't until I read Deuteronomy 18 that God told me through his word that I needed to get rid of that garbage and I threw it away. I needed that clear conviction. Amen. Amen. Uh, so what was the response like from friends, from families who are new age reporters? What, when you, I know you kind of shared there was like uh, some kind of threats, but um, maybe from friends or other people, uh, what was the, oh, yeah. it was just, it's still, it's still bad, but not as bad. Um, so I've always been really transparent. Um, I've had a YouTube channel since 2009 that I used up until 2017 to spread New Age heresy. I didn't know it was heresy. And so as soon as I had what I thought was that Jesus vision, I shared it with my audience, and they were all like, cool, we like Jesus too. But the thing is, what Jesus? Hmm. You know, what? who's Jesus? That's the thing, that's the question you want to ask someone who says, cool, I love Jesus too. Hmm. Well, who is he? And he, the Jesus I was following was the false Christ of Christian science and New Age. And so that Jesus says you can do whatever you want as long as you have positive thinking and don't hurt anybody. And he's kind of like a laid-back hippie, false Christ. And he never confronts sin. There's no talk of repentance from the false Jesus. And, and so it took a while. So I started to, um, there's lots of pictures I have of myself sitting on a bench for my weekly videos where I have a deck of tarot cards in one hand and I have a Bible in the other hand. And I was trying to blend the two. I was convinced that as long as I read the Bible, this was before I was saved in September. So this is between January and September, 2017, uh, that I could read a card <laughs> and that I could read from the Bible. I laugh at it now, but it's horrifying that I might've you know, deceive people. And I still get letters from people who say that Christian freedom, Christian liberty says that you have freedom to practice new age things. Mm. And these are things our Lord and Savior died for. So why would we even want to engage in them? And they'll, they'll try to justify it. And they'll say, well, you know, yoga, it's just stretching when yoga is actually Hindu idolatry, and there's no way to redeem it at all. Like, it's like a Ouija board. You cannot redeem it no matter how many scripture verses you put on it. And they'll tell me, well, astrology is fine because the Magi were astrologers, so it's in the Bible. 
No, the Magi were magicians, and we can see, we can go to the book of Daniel and Isaiah, and we can see that not only were, is astrology condemned, but it's also mocked as being an ineffective mm -hmm. tool. Mm -hmm. So, and then we read in 1 Corinthians 10, 21, that we cannot drink of the cup of demons and the cup of the Lord. We cannot eat at the table of the demons and the table of the Lord. In other words, we can't blend the two. Mm. But I, I was sure trying for a while. <laughs> amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so we're talking a little bit about New Age. You, you made a post the other day, which I thought was interesting. I would just want to read some of the the practices where you put, you said new age practices condemned in the Bible, right? And you, you list Bible. What I like about this, you list Bible verses along with this. So some of the new age practices you say that were condemned in the Bible is astrology, divination, worshiping stars, law of attraction, uh, worshiping angels, asking spirits, uh, guides for help, uh, yoga, which that, yeah, that might probably be one of the most shocking one today. Cause that's probably more acceptable for people. Um, Statues of deities, psychic readings, mediumship, witchcraft. Um, yeah, let's see some uh, nature worship, goddess worship. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to blend Christianity and New Age, which which that one from watching a lot of your videos, that's what I see a lot today going on in Christian circles. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, what is New Age? Right, like maybe break some of this stuff down mm -hmm. for someone who's hey they 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 okay yeah they heard of the term New Age, but what is it? Right. Yeah, well, it's old age. First of all, it goes back. It goes back to Genesis three. It's Satan telling people, like he did to Eve, "Look, you, God didn't really mean that. You can follow me, and I will give you secret, hidden wisdom." Mm. And the extrapolation of that is people wanting to be their own god, or females say they want to be their own goddess because they don't trust God. They don't know God. I didn't know God. I in Christian Science we were told he was mind. He was, you know, very hermetic. Um, and in the New Age, he's thought to be source energy. How do you get close to energy? That's why I gravitated to angels, because they seemed palpable. And those were demons, not angels. And, and I want to just add something, because um, I get confronted about this all the time. The 78 some odd books and card decks that I made were published by a uh, publisher. They were also licensed to overseas publishers. I don't own the rights to those. I, I, I have the copyright, but not the license. If, if they were self-published, which I wish they were, I would have pulled them off the bookshelf immediately. But there's people making a lot of money off of my old products, and so they're still out there. I know they are. There's also now bootleg printers in India and China illegally printing my old work, and even my ex-publisher can't get them off uh, the, the for sale at these online stores. Uh, so I feel horrible that my old stuff's out there. If I had control over it or a, a zillion dollars to hire a team of attorneys, it'd be gone. But even then, the old products would still be in thrift stores. Mm -hmm. So the best I can do is share the gospel, point people to Jesus, and pray that they will turn away on their own from wanting to follow this false gospel. Because New Age is its own gospel. It promises, just like Word of Faith, that if you do this, 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 and this work, that you will get these rewards. So new age rewards are you will find your life purpose. It's always some career. Uh, or you will manifest your soulmate. You will attract abundance. They always mean money by that. And you will also get your health. And so they 
dangle these promises and they say, just buy these books, just take these classes. And they give you this whole hamster wheel list of tasks you have to do every single day. You have to clear your chakras, read this blasphemous book called A Course in Miracles every day. You have to do new moon and full moon ceremonies. You have to do yoga. I mean, it's just this endless list of expensive and time consuming tasks in order to get what these goals are. And if you haven't received them yet, just like the Word of Faith movement blames people, the New Age blames you. Well, you must have had a negative thought or you wouldn't have these problems. You are, you're, it's mind control. You're told your thoughts create your reality. So you're told that you have to think positive 24-7, which means all your relationships become superficial because you can never discuss problems with people. Mm. You can't even admit them to yourselves. Mm. So in the New Age, we would never go to doctors to check out issues. One of my best friends in the New Age died of stage mm. four cancer because wow. she tried to ignore and think away a, a very strong issue she was having health-wise, but she didn't want to think negative. Mm. And you're, you're told to um, manifest your soulmate and you're told that your soulmate is a person you never argue with. <laughs> That you can have your twin flame, and that's the ultimate soulmate. You never are. You always think eye to eye. And if you're in a relationship arguing with that, your partner, you better get out because that's obviously not your soulmate. Mm -hmm. So in the new age, it's like Hollywood. You have serial monogamy where you're going from partner to partner to partner. And I unfortunately was in that and I got divorced, which I absolutely regret because I did not know God hates divorce. And I know it hurt my children terribly. But the, this is the new age teaching that you you deserve to have this perfect life with no conflict there's in a in if you've achieved enlightenment according to new age you have wealth you have health you have a soulmate marriage that you do not fight in ever you see eye to eye on everything i mean it's just this utopia that's painted that nobody ever gets but then they blame you if you don't get it yeah I see uh, so many similarities to what you're saying in uh, the word of faith theology. We'll, we'll get there in a second. But what I'm kind of interested in right now is kind of seeing how New Age relates to Christianity. Um, mm -hmm. And we can go from there. So how would uh, how would you, when you were in New Age, explain God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit? Like, how, how would you have understood that or New Age in general? Well, you know, the devil's a counterfeiter. And mm -hmm. so the counterfeit to the Bible he made is this book called A Course in Miracles. And it was a channeled book by a Jewish Christian scientist um, named Helen Schuchman, who she was from Cornell University, and she kept hearing a voice and she wrote it down. And most New Agers read this book daily. And the book has truth and lies mixed in. The truth, it says, is that you have to forgive everybody. And that's true. Absolutely. Jesus taught that. But then it hooks you with that and mixes in all these lies that Jesus really wasn't crucified, that the Holy Spirit is the bridge between man and God, and that the only devil in the world, it says, is your negative thoughts, your ego, it says. And it uses Christian terms. So you think that, I thought I was a Christian the whole my whole life. Hmm. I didn't realize that I was a false convert. But what's interesting, Chris, is that I thought that born-again evangelical Christians were different or lesser than me. I thought I was, I called myself an open-minded Christian. Because not only did I so-called worship Jesus as the false Christ, but I also worshiped from all the pantheon of all the religions, because New Age is universalist. Mm -hmm. So it's taught, because what they do is they, 
they turn to these um, near-death experience accounts. There's lots of near-death experience books in the New Age and videos. And all those experiences say that everyone goes to heaven, no matter what. Because after all, God is love. It says that in the Bible, not biblically. <laughs> you know. And so we were taught that everyone is worshiping the same God with different names. So Allah and and you know whatever Buddhas call their supreme, we're all worshiping the same creator, just different names. So what's the big deal? So I would um, invoke in my prayers, Buddha and Kuan Yin and Krishna and Archangel Michael. Um, the New Age is considered a hodgepodge. They call it a, a spiritual buffet uh, where you choose what to put into your salad plate, if you will. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of Roman Catholicism in New Age mixed mm. in with Hinduism and Buddhism and also Native American spirituality, shamanism, which I was very involved in, and Celtic um, spirituality. Uh, it's basically witchcraft, Satanism, but you don't ever talk about that because that would be negative. And that's, that's if there was a Ten Commandments in the New Age, number one would be thou shall not think negative. Wow. Yeah, so would they, would they, so you're talking about Jesus, would they view Jesus as God? And obviously, maybe they use a, um, maybe they would affirm he, he's God, but obviously not in a biblical sense, like, right, Yahweh. So how would you have understood Jesus, particularly uh, when you're in New Age? Okay, buckle your seatbelts. This gets very blasphemous. Okay. Um, so so there's a lot of people in the New Age came out of evangelical churches and the Roman Catholic Church. Hmm. And the, the Roman Catholics would call themselves recovering Catholics. And the, the ex-evangelicals, they all said the same story. They all said that they left the church because it was fear-based and guilt-based. Hmm. And that's negative, right? And so they went to a new age where everything's positive, but it's not really. It's just a sham. And the way that Jesus was viewed was they they called him an ascended master. They viewed Jesus as being the top teacher that walked on this earth as a mortal man, created being, who ascended and became part of this group that is helping us from heaven and that included all the deities of all the different faiths and jesus was the head of that and 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 so a lot of people wouldn't even use the name jesus because they came out of churches so hurt that they would not stand any christian terminology i was basically the only new age teacher who was using the name jesus and the holy spirit and god i was using it unbiblically but most people in the new age call him sananda or yeshua because they don't like anything that smacks of their former religion. Mm -hmm. And so this belief that Jesus is an, a created, ascended master only, there was never any talk in the New Age that he was God. That was never, ever, anyone said that. So when I first learned that, that and, and read Colossians 1 and John 1, oh my goodness, he's God, he's the creator. Every, God the Father created through Jesus. It was mind-blowing to me. And I was age 59 when I learned. I'm now 65. So it was, it was like going to a new planet to learn that I had been seeing Jesus wrong all that time. And praise the Lord that, he, that I didn't die during that time because I would have been one of those, you know, Lord, Lord, didn't I 
cast out demons in your name, didn't I prophesy in your name? And he'd say, away from me, you worker of lawlessness, I never knew you. Wow. So, so it's just, it's a miracle that I was saved. So totally different view of Jesus than oh. the biblical Jesus, right? Yeah, 180, yeah. Yeah, wow. So, okay, so that that that's more their view of uh of god jesus uh father uh spirit what what about what what was their you've kind of touched on a little bit but what was their view of sin uh it doesn't exist it's a it, it, it's a uh creation of the roman catholic church to make us feel guilty so they can control us and get money from us hmm. okay. so the words the word sin if you told me i was a sinner it would be like you cussed at me hmm. It was a, just a bad four-letter word, a three-letter, but four-letter word to us in the New Age. And and we called it fear-based or guilt-based. So we thought it was just this real low-level way of, very primitive way of looking at God. Wow. Wow, mm -hmm. interesting. That's why the the, the, the gospel, it, it really is foolishness to New Agers who are all in the New Age. Because you, you don't identify as a sinner. You don't see how even if you believe Jesus died, you don't see that that would have helped atone us. That mm. makes no sense. Propitiation, what's that? You know, there's just no sense of the crucifixion making any sense to New Agers. The devil has Teflon coated the minds and the hearts of New Agers so that the gospel just falls off. And of course, God's word does not return void. And that's why finally, when the Holy Spirit willed it, uh, he lifted the veil and it finally was revealed to me that the gospel is true. But that was all God doing that. Mm. That was, I was like, you know, Romans 1, <laughs> really was. I was worshiping the, the creator, not the creation. I was worshiping the creation, not the creator. And I was, I, I had been turned over mm. in my own sin. I was just, I was just a mess. Yeah. I was basically like the woman at the well when, when I was saved. Oh, amen. Amen to that, that yeah. he, he did a miraculous work in you, right? And yeah. uh, so, okay, so, right, and since since their view of sin is kind of warped, not kind of, it, it is warped, Yeah, it, it, it would assume that their view of salvation is warped then. Uh, so what oh, yeah. was their view of salvation? And uh, you kind of touched on it briefly, but can you expand also on um, their view <laughs> of the, the depth of Christ, too? Yeah, so the depth of Christ, they feel like, is um, something that the Roman Catholic Church made up. Um, they they have this video called Zeitgeist mm -hmm. that everyone thinks is the real gospel, that there was this Egyptian um, Osiris and Horus theology of, you know, this, the sun dying, and, and they think that sun was really spelled S-U-N with Jesus. And they say, well, look, the December 25th date, and they have this whole... It actually doesn't even hold water. Um, there's a there's a good channel called Lutheran Satire mm -hmm. that has that that really debunks that whole Zeitgeist myth. That, that I, I, like. I did not know Zeitgeist was a New Age film. I always thought oh. it was like by atheists trying to debunk because uh, atheists always use the same arguments uh, from from yeah. that. But that's interesting well, that it was a New Age. New Age is atheist. If mm, if yeah. you ask them, they'll say I'm spiritual, not religious. And what they mean by that is, I follow my way. Mm. I'm my own God. And don't you dare, to, you know, impose that controlling. And then also, uh, uh, New Age is, is largely female. Mm. 
And I'm talking about, I, I toured the world for over 20 years giving New Age workshops. 90% of the people in my audience were women. And a lot of them were abuse survivors. And they didn't want anything to do with patriarchal religion. Hmm. And so if, if you say God is he, they are so offended. And this is, you know, the feminism that I was a big part of before I was saved is because of a, uh, it's it's unfortunately because they've been abused by men and then that just generalized it to they reject God as a man and Jesus um, as a man too. They want to worship goddesses and they want to worship nature and angels only. Wow. And so would salvation for them be, I guess, uh, having just this kind of Nirvana-like life, uh, this peace, not actually having a forgiveness of sin? Well, again, it goes back to their worldview. If you don't see yourself as a sinner, you don't see the need for salvation, nor do you see the need for a savior because you're your own savior in your mind. So if they, the word salvation was word salad to me uh, Mm -hmm. when I would hear it on Christian radio, it it meant nothing to me when they'd say this person's saved. I would think saved from what? <laughs> you, know, you don't need to be saved. God made you perfect, whole, and complete. Look at Genesis one twenty six. We're made in the image and likeness of God. End of story. That's all I would look at. Well, it's interesting that just going back to something you just said a second ago about uh, people saying they're, uh, you know, they're not religious; they're spiritual. I, I hear that so much today in the church. Um, and so, what's what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a that would be an identifier that a person is new age or holds new age beliefs or is progressive, which is new ageism as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Yeah. So I've I've listened to a few of your videos and one of the things that I've 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 seen you've talked about lately is uh deliverance ministries. Um uh, and, uh, and yeah, I, I can already tell your disdain for it as 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 I as I. But do you see that um, a lot of people who come out of new age get caught up in deliverance ministry. It's that and KJVO are the two traps that people fall into just coming fresh out of the new age. Now there's a, again, <clears throat> I, I, I've read the gospels more times than I can count. I know that Jesus did deliverance. He cast out demons. The demons knew who he was for a season. He empowered the disciples and even in Luke, there's a story where John was upset because there was a man, not a disciple, who was casting out demons. But that doesn't ipso facto give us all today the power to cast out demons. And and in the New Age, I was very involved in doing something called spirit releasement therapy. That's huge in the New Age. Hmm. And, and you don't believe in demons in the New Age because that's too negative. You don't believe in the devil or hell. That's negative. But there is this belief in negative energies that have that have their own life force. And so exactly like Isaiah Saldivar is teaching right now, uh, he teaches that there's these demons that can go in different parts of your body. And he believes that, yes, Christians can't be um, indwelt with demons because we've got the Holy Spirit. But he says that there were a tripart person, mind, body, spirit, and so he says that the demons can go in the part that the Holy Spirit's not in, the body. And that's what we believed in the New Age. We didn't talk about the Holy Spirit in that way, but we believed that there was negative entities burrowed into our toes and our organs and our and all over. And we would do uh, psychic readings on each other, and we would call on Archangel Michael 
to suction out, like vacuum out these negative entities out of us. In the new age, there's this obsession with getting rid of negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, de- you're detoxing constantly, physically and spiritually. Everything's about detox, detox, detox. So when you come out of that um, and you don't get discipled or you're a false convert, you go right into deliverance ministry. It's the same thing. I've got to get this negativity out of me. You know, I must expunge and expel. Uh, and then they twist scripture to justify it, but it leads to bondage. And and Chris, I got involved with it, with it too when I first came out, because when you leave the new age, demons are really upset with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you get, you have conscious awareness of spiritual warfare for the first time. And I couldn't sleep. They, I could sense these this presence with me that was horrible. And so I turned to deliverance ministry for a while, um, including this very famous exorcist named Bob Larson, who does online um, exorcisms for $300. I think it's $395 now. And so I had one, and he waves a, a cross in front of the screen, and he tells you that you have this or that inside of you, and he does some sort of magical incantation. And then he says, well, that's not enough. You have to get maintenance. And we see that Isaiah Saldivar and Greg Locke also say you need to get maintenance. And and there you're in bondage because maintenance also costs almost $200. And you're supposed to get it every time, every few months. And they, they say, well, you get your oil changed every few months. So you got to do the same for yourself. You have to expunge these demons, cast them out, deliver them. And, and it's so weird because they say you can do it yourself, but you need someone else to do it. Like, which is it? And <laughs> so, so what happened was that um, after I had these sessions with Bob Larson and a couple other deliverance ministries, and, and it was expensive, is I found that the spiritual warfare was worse. And what, what really helped me, it's interesting, it was the KJV. It was Isaiah, and I think it's 61.3, where it's the oil for ashes, Uh, verse and it says that you put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and I thought okay there's my answer right there because it did feel like the spirit of heaviness and so I started praising God not as a formula but sincerely I thought of everything I could think of that I was so grateful to God I started worshiping and praising him and it really did feel like an exchange like it lifted And then I thought, okay, what did Jesus do when he's with the devil in the wilderness? He said, it is written, it is written. He used the word. And so my husband and I started playing audios of the Bible in our home to saturate ourselves with God's word. And we still do that to this day. Every night before, as we're falling asleep, we've got the audio, one book every night of the Bible. It's so interesting because you can hear things that you don't see sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, 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 um, and so, that that's how for us and of course putting on the armor of god how uh, for us the the spiritual warfare was alleviated for us i mean you still get it jesus promises that there'll be times of trouble but i no longer look at times of trouble as a failure on my part mm-hmm. as long as i've repenting and not consciously sinning or anything um i i used to blame myself for having negative thoughts if if i had problems now i see that it's promised. And sometimes, like in 2 Corinthians 1.9, Paul says that it, it helps you to learn not to lean on your own self mm. when you have trouble. It forces you to lean on God. Yeah. What, why, do you, why do you think it is that so many people get caught up, so, so many people who escape New Age get caught up in uh, 
deliverance ministries? Do you think it's because of the similarity of like this uh, new age, right? You have the, I guess, the casting out, if I can use that language, yeah, of yeah. negative energy. And, mm-hmm. and you got that with uh, deliverance ministries. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's yeah, you, it's it's identical. It's the same reason why people leaving the new age go into Bethel Redding, where mm-hmm. they have so-called prophets, but they're identical to the psychics that we all went to or we were when we were new agers. So it's that familiar territory. So deliverance ministry is, they might be well-meaning. You know, I'm, I, I, I pray for them all. Um, and one of, one of the things is I get a lot of letters from people who got involved like I did with deliverance ministry, and they all say the same thing, that they got in bondage, and then they had some sort of big, I guess you call it demonic experience, that revealed to them that, oh, this is darkness I'm playing with with this deliverance ministry. I also have recently been thinking that because deliverance ministers talk to demons. Yeah. They they ask their names, they ask what is your purpose? And and that's mediumship, which is condemned in Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. It's also yeah. condemned in the st- story of Samuel and the witch of Endor. And so we should not be talking to demons because it's a condemned practice of mediumship, but also because the demons will outsmart us. They have, they have the hardest hearts. You know, they're 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 created beings, but they are a hundred percent evil, and they will lie and trick and and uh, try to be our best friends. And it's all to lead us to hell, isn't it? Yeah, you you know. Uh, obviously I knew that these guys were talking to demons and I always thought that was strange, but it wasn't until you said that, uh, that I made the connection that that's mediumship. Yeah. It's necromancy. Yeah. They're, they're Mm -hmm. literally talking to and having full, they'll, they'll have a full, full on interview style, right. With a demon, which I mean, always just seems strange and weird to me. Like I always felt like if you had the ability to cast them out, do it quickly. Right. I mean, don't have a 30 minute interview with a demon. Like that always seemed weird to me. Um, well, you know, the new age was very theatrical. It was, mm. we would do, we would do lots of skits on stage wow. where, with costumes and backdrops and, and lines. I mean, it's very theatrical in, in these um, new apostolic reformation churches. You see the Lord of the Rings skit at Bethel. Mm-hmm. We were doing that in the new age. We had Lord of the Rings skits. We had Harry Potter skits. We, you know, we even had Brady Bunch skits. It was it was all because we had no substance, so we had to do all the the fluff, you know, and and there was no gospel. And with with the gospel, you don't need all that um, theatrics. But you see someone like Isaiah Saldivar; it's so theatrical, and there's people throwing up all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I, yeah. That that's an interesting point, right? So, right when you don't have no substance, you have to do what I would see as silly stuff, right? Like. Preach, yes. mo- preach movies and do skits and plays, right? Um, very interesting. I, you mentioned something earlier that I guess I never knew about her being this, but Heidi Baker uh, being Christian science, and you got involved with her at one point? Oh, no. Um, no, it was um, not Heidi Baker. It, it was the, the, um, the scribe, um, Helen Shookman. Oh, okay. Okay. For 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 uh, for or course of miracles. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but okay. Heidi Baker is one that we need to be aware of because she says she's a prophetess, right? And she goes to Bethel, and she's even claimed that she's raised what fifty people from the dead, but there's no proof at all. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's definitely someone that needs to be on our mark and avoid list. Uh, absolutely. So oh, so okay. So how about this? Um, 
would you see similarities with uh, New Age to uh, Word of Faith and, or NAR? Because sometimes they're, they're interchangeable. Um, if so, what are those uh, similarities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really think um, New Age and NAR are they're basically mirrors of each other. And in fact, if you look at the book Physics of Heaven, that Bill Johnson of Bethel Redding did a forward for and many and Chris Vallotton wrote for it. And it's, you know, basically it was sold in their bookstore. I think they might've removed it because we've criticized that book so much, Mm -hmm. but in the book physics of heaven, uh, which is a Bethel Redding production, it says in there that the new age ripped off their practices from Christianity and that the new apostolic reformation is taking it back. And they talk about um, getting messages from angels in the book, identical to the blasphemy that I was doing. Um, I was not talking to God's angels while I was in the New Age, even though I thought I was. I was talking to demons masquerading as angels of light, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And then 2 Corinthians eleven fifteen is so interesting because it says that the those who work for Satan appear to be workers of righteousness mm-hmm. but they're they're workers of satan and that's who i was i appeared to be so I mean, people thought i was just this wonderful person they told me all the time like i said that i was a goddess that i was an angel myself and i started to believe that i was very narcissistic and prideful in the new age you know i was getting standing room only audiences giving me standing ovations every weekend it was mm-hmm. i traveled it goes to your head Oh, yeah. And I started to think that every thought I had was a message from God. And I would just write them down and then the publisher would publish it without even editing it. Oh, here's the latest channeled book from Doreen Virtue. And please, if you have those, accept my apology and burn those books. Destroy them. Do not mm. donate or sell them. They are absolute garbage from hell that I didn't know it at the time. Wow. Yeah, so I, I came out of, a, you know, just growing up as a kid, I, we... I came out of a prosperity gospel, word of faith type of stuff. And one of the big things you spoke about this in, uh, earlier, and I want you to touch on it again, it was about the positive speech. And I didn't know it, that was a uh, new ages, right? Uh, I mean, I, I remember my mom, you know, clearly being sick, right? She would have a cold or something and right. You know, I plead the blood of Jesus. I'm not, I'm not sick. Right. Uh, you know, uh, don't power and death isn't the uh, power, right, is in the life of the tongue, power of the tongue, right, life and death, right, and so I was constantly just told all this uh, growing up, uh, but as you state, you see this as new age uh, teaching, why, why do you believe that is? Well, what's interesting, Chris, is that the kind of the father of all those lies, in addition to the devil, was Phineas Quimby, mm-hmm. who was a, they called him a mesmerizer, which means hypnotist, who he was the teacher of Mary Baker Eddy. And also there's some connection, and I don't remember the details, so I don't want to misspeak, but there's some connection to Kenneth Hagan going back to Phineas Quimby. So it's kind of like the same branches came from Phineas Quimby, um, the Word of Faith, Prosperity, and um, Christian Science, not Neo-Gnosticism is what it is. And then the New Age is basically um, Louise L. Hay, who's my former publisher, who really popularized a lot of us false teachers and herself a false teacher. She was raised Christian scientist. Hmm. In, in fact, we had talked about that if I could do mediumship on Mary Baker Eddy, the false prophetess of Christian science, that I could write a book of messages from her. And, they, and she followed a lot of these um, so-called Christian 
motivational teachers like Florence Schofield Shin and Catherine Ponder and the Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich. And those guys all came out of that same movement. And so the tentacles seem to be different, but they all have the same source. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So you mentioned something earlier. I wrote it down because I was interested just to hear more about it because I've heard this. I've heard the term, but um, or you mentioned uh, chakras. Uh, what What is that like? What is that yeah. about as far as a new age? <laughs> well, this is this is the craziest thing. The new age is the, a lot of it's wokeism mm-hmm. and woke people get really offended if a, if a different culture is appropriated. And yet they do that in the new age. The new age is so much appropriation of different cultures and religions mixed together. And so they they appropriate from Hinduism. Uh, and then this ancient Eastern language called Sanskrit. And in that language, chakra means wheel. And supposedly these very psychic, occultic Hindu gurus could see inside of people's bodies. They could see these wheels. And they said that that was what controlled human energy, not just physical energy, but all kinds of energy. Energy is a big new age buzzword to watch out for, by the way, if someone starts talking about energy, get them to define their terms, because they may be talking about it in this Hindu new age way. And so chakras um, are supposedly they go from the base of your spine to the top of your head, and then there's many around you. But they're a rainbow color. So you've got your base chakra that's red, and then up here at the crown chakra, it's violet, like a rainbow. And it goes up your spine in this process called kundalini, that it goes into yoga because one of the goals of yoga is to have a kundalini awakening where you clear all your chakras and all it's like a rotor rooter rooter of your pipes are cleared out and people who've had the kundalini experience say that it's actually a psychic emergency where they go into kind of seizures and blackouts it's horrible it's demonic uh so Yeah, so we thought that if you would just clear and balance your chakras, that meant that each wheel was the same size and that there was no negativity, which was considered psychic debris in these chakras, uh, that finally you would have inner peace. And of course, you can't have peace outside of Jesus, the real Jesus. And so we were always chasing peace, Chris. Mm. We would have moments of what seemed to be peace from maybe a yoga class you know, moments of peace, but we were always chasing it and you could never, ever find it without Jesus. Amen. So you, you mentioned something that I've, I've uh, found interesting, especially like in the charismatic movement, you have a lot of this where uh, the Kundalini, right? Uh, you, you have a lot of that where even what you just described, I'm like, man, I, I, I see that in just about, even in these deliverance ministries, right? Where supposedly this demon's getting cast out and this person is just, I mean, for what, I mean, I'm not even trying to be rude when I say this about it, but I mean, it looks like a fish flopping on the ground. Right. But yeah, like just kind of like what you said, this Kundalini experience, do you you see that similarity as well? Yeah. Yeah. When I see um, slain in the spirit Mm -hmm. or the things like that, it's, it's hard not to see it being demonic Mm. and only God knows someone's heart, but boy, that fruit doesn't look good. Absolutely. Is there anything you would share with those who, uh, you know, right now they're somehow stumbled all across this video, their new mm-hmm. age uh, direction for them, advice for someone who's mm-hmm. still in new age or maybe, um, you know, they're they're in Christianity, but 
they see a lot of these new age practices that they're doing as well, this mix. What advice would you give to them? Well, I would go back to what the Bible says our purpose is, and that is to glorify God. And of course, the Westminster Convention says glorify God and enjoy him forever. The new age wants to know what is my life purpose. And because I think at the bottom of the heart of every new ager is this desire to help. And that's great. It's just channeled in the wrong direction without Jesus, without the gospel. Um, and so the, the Bible says we are to glorify God with our body. And that's why we can't be making idols out of our body in yoga where every every asana, every pose mimics a different Hindu deity or a, an animal that's idolatry in Hinduism. Uh, the sun salutation, you're, you're mimicking different idols with your body. That's not glorifying our one true God that way. Um, and so your purpose that you're looking for in the new age is in discovering who God is. Study his, his attributes. Find a good study like Stephen D. Lawson has a good study on attributes or go to ligonier.com and find out is it or org and find out the attributes of god and go to the bible and get to know him and yes he is a him i know it's going to offend some new agers but god is is our father our, our three-in-one triune co-equal co-eternal father son and holy spirit doesn't mean that women are lesser but it means that we have this compatibility from the creation order Men were made first, women second, and God has an order that works. If we try to, if we women try to take a man's role, then it it's it's not God's order, and and it doesn't work. It just puts everything out of place. It's not good for women or for men or for children especially. So glorify God with everything that you do. Just make that your overriding principle because that really is your life purpose. Absolutely. And uh, just like every movement I tell, because, uh, you know, there's so many aberrant Christian movements is to just uh, trust the scripture. Right. Anything that yeah. goes beyond what scripture is written, anything that wants to appeal to uh, an experience uh, over or even equal to avoid it like the plague, um, because God's word is the more sure word. It is way more trustworthy than any teacher is going to tell you, you know, and so. That's why I always tell people, hey, the better know you, be the better you know your Bible, the better one Berean you'll be to avoid all these false teachings. Um, I know that was one of my uh, pitfallings when I was in the prosperity gospel movement. I didn't know my Bible that well, and so they would just say anything, and I would just go with, it. hey, it sounds good to me, right? Until one day, I just started reading my Bible and started questioning so much of the teaching until I, I just had to realize I can't stay anymore, you know, but. It was a uh, biblical knowledge that drove me out of false teaching, you know, and so that's why I encourage people, hey, know their Bible. Um, and so, Doreen, I, I thank you for for joining me here. It's it's been a pleasure talking with you and uh, just learning so much from you in this interview. And um, I'm sure my listeners will be blessed by you. Where where can they find you if they are trying to uh, just learn more about uh, what you're doing? Oh, thank you so much for having me on today. I. I just, I'm horrified uh, that the new age is creeping into the church. Mm -hmm. So I, I pray that, that God uses this video to warn the church body to stay away from new age practices and know that it can't be blended, that a little bit of leaven can spoil the whole bunch. Um, and so people can find me on Instagram.com, Doreen Virtue. That's where they can write to me. I don't have a staff. I can't afford 
help. Uh, so I, I'm the only one that answers letters. Uh, so please have patience with me and don't take it personally if I don't answer you right away. But I do my best to answer all letters that come to the Instagram direct. Yo, grace and peace. Thank you for watching another episode of All Things Theology. If you enjoyed what you heard today, go on and give me a like. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. I promise to give you weekly videos, lives, interactions, exposing false teachers, sharing with you, the viewer, my theological beliefs, things about the culture and the Bible. So if you're here for that, come on and join us. Amen.